This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents William Faulkner reading from his novel, A Fable, which earned a Pulitzer Prize in 1954. Don't be afraid, the corporal said. There's nothing to be afraid of, nothing worth it. For a moment, the old general didn't seem to have heard the corporal at all, standing ahead below the other's high mountain wand, beneath the seemingly insuperable weight of the blue and scarlet hat crossbarred and dappled with gold braids and heavy golden leaves. Then he said, afraid? No, no, it's not I, but you who are afraid of mad. Not I, but you who believe that nothing but a death can save him. I know better. I know that he has that in him which would enable him to outlast even his wars that in him more durable than all his vices, even that last and most fearsome one, to outlast even his next avatar of his servitude which he now faces, his enslavement to the demonic progeny of his own mechanical curiosity, from which he will emancipate himself by that one ancient tried and true method by which slaves have always freed themselves, by inculcating their masters with the slaves' own vices, in this case the vice of war, and that other one which is no vice at all, but instead is the quality mark and the warrant of man's immortality, his deathless folly. He has already begun to put wheels on his patio, his terrace, and his front veranda. Even at my age I may see the day when what was once his house has become a storage place for his bed and stove and raisin spare clothing. You with your youth could, remember that bird, see the day when he will have invented his own private climate and moved it, stove, bathroom, bed, clothing, kitchen and all, into his automobile and what he once called home with a vanished from human lexicon, so that he won't dismount from his automobile at all because he won't need to. The entire earth, one unbroken machine, demountain, disribbered expanse of concrete paving, protuberantless, by tree or bush or house or anything which might constitute a corner or threaten his visibility. And man in his terrapin myriads and clothed, clothless from birth, in his individual wheel and glove-like envelope, with pipes and hoses leading upward from underground reservoirs to charge him with one composite squirt, which at one mutual instant will fuel his mobility, pamper his lust, sate his appetites, and fire his dreams peripatetic, unceasing, and long since no longer countable, to die at last at the click of an automatic circuit, break on a speedometer dial, and long since free to bone and organ and gut, leaving nothing for communal scavenging but a rusting and odorless shell, the shell which he does not get out of because he does not need to, but which presently for a time he will not emerge from because he does not dare, because the shell will be his only protection from the hill-like iron refuse from his walls because by that time his wars will have dispossessed him by simple outdistance. His simple, frail physique will no longer be able to keep up, bear them, attend them, be present. He will try, of course, and for a little while he will even hold his own. He will build tanks bigger and faster and more impervious, with more firepower than any before. He will build aircraft bigger and faster and capable of more load and more destruction than any yet. For a little while he will accompany, direct, as he thinks, control them. Even after he has finally realized that it is not another frail and mortal dissident to his politics or his notions of national boundaries that he is contending with, but the very monster itself which he inhabits, it will not be someone firing bullets at him who for the moment doesn't like him. It will be his own Frankenstein which roasts him alive with heat, asphyxiates him with speed, wrenches loose his still living entrails in the ferocity of his prey-seeking stoop. So he will not 
be able to go along with it at all, though for a little while longer it will permit him the harmless delusion that he controlled it from the ground with buttons. Then that too will be gone. Years, decades, then centuries will have elapsed since it last answered his voice. He will have even forgotten the very location of its breathing ground, and his last contact with it will be a day when he will crawl shivering out of his cooling burrow to crouch among the delicate stalks of his dead and ten eye like a fairy geometry beneath the clangorous rain of dolls and meters and switches and bloodless fragments of metal epidermis to watch the final two of them engage in the last gigantic wrestling amidst the final and dying sky robbed even of darkness and filled with the inflectionless uproar of the two mechanical voices bellowing at each other polysyllabic and verbless patriotic nonsense. Oh yes, he will survive it because he has that in him which will endure even beyond the ultimate worthless tireless rock freezing slowly in the last red and heatless sunset. Because already the next star in the blue immensity of space will be already clamorous with the uproar of his debarkation, his puny and inexhaustible voice still talking, still planning, and there too after the last ding-dong of doom has rung and died, there will still be one more sound, his voice planning still to build something higher and faster and louder, more efficient and louder and faster than ever before. Yet it too inherent with the same old primordial fault, since it too in the end will fail to eradicate him from the earth. I don't fear man, I do better. I respect and admire him, and pride, I am ten times prouder of that immortality which he does possess, than ever he of that heavenly one of his delusion, because man and his folly will endure, the corporal said. They will do more, the old general said proudly. They will prevail. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of Harper Collins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.